0: RTHK, the news at one with Ben Che, the top stories. A local business de- business leader calls for an initial quota of between 5,000 and 6,000 people per day when quarantine-free travel to the mainland restarts. An HKU virologist says he doesn't think the reopening of the border here will cause further COVID outbreaks. And an investigation is underway into how a double-decker bus flipped onto its site in Cheongkwano yesterday. The president of the Chinese Manufacturers Association of Hong Kong, Alan Shi, says he hopes the local business sector will be allowed an initial quota of between 5,000 and 6,000 people per day for quarantine-free travel to the mainland. He was speaking a day after Chief Secretary Eric Chan said the SAR was seeking such a reopening as early as this coming Sunday. Speaking on an RTHK program, Mr. Shi said it was understandable that a quota would be introduced to avoid transport chaos but added that he hopes it can be increased gradually.
1: In the past, there were 100,000 to 200,000 people crossing the border each day. We hope there can be a daily quota of 20,000 initially, before further increasing to 50,000 or even 100,000. After all, there may be some difficulties in transport facilities, as the border has been closed for so
0: long. It's reasonable to increase the quota step by step. Meanwhile, the chairman of the Federation of Railway Trade Unions, Lam Y. Kung, says railway staff at checkpoint stations have already resumed their duties, such as testing out ticket machines at the stations ahead of the reopening. However, Mr. Lam told RTHK he still anticipates a manpower shortage to begin with.
1: Hmm. There may be a manpower problem. After the border was closed, staff working at checkpoint stations were sent to other stations. Now that the border will be reopened, those staff will be sent back to the
0: checkpoint stations. So, the network will be rather short-staffed at other
1: stations.
0: Meanwhile, a Hong Kong University scholar says he doesn't think the reopening of the border with the mainland will cause further COVID outbreaks here, arguing that the coronavirus has become endemic. Virologist Jin Dongyang says he thinks the risks are low and that the local system should be able to bear the expected increase in infections. Speaking on an RTHK program, he said HKU conducts around 10,000 daily tests and projects that up to 200,000 people are infected each day across the SAR. An investigation is underway into how a double-decker bus flipped onto its side in Chenquano yesterday. Police say 13 of the 31 passengers were injured. Here's Andrew Shirovsky. Dramatic images show the New World First double-decker on its side in the undergrowth next to Lojas Park Road. Passengers who spoke to the media said the bus from Chimsa Choi to Lojas Park was not going especially fast when the crash happened at about quarter past five. One woman told reporters she'd had to crawl out of the double-decker bus. Another said many passengers were knocked to the ground. Some were treated at Cheung Kwan Hospital. New World First said the driver was on his fourth route of the day and was not working overtime. It said it would fully cooperate with the investigation. The transport secretary, Lam Sai Hung expressed condolences to the injured and said officials would look into what happened. The Taliban in Afghanistan have angrily rejected accusations by Islamabad that militants attacking Pakistani security forces have the hideout inside Afghanistan. The Pakistani minister Rana Sanola on Saturday warned that if the Afghan authorities failed to act against insurgents from Tariq-e-Taliban, also known as the Pakistani Taliban, Islamabad would target them. The BBC's San Ethirajan reports.
1: Tensions are escalating between Islamabad and Kabul following a series of attacks by Islamist militants against Pakistani forces in recent months, particularly in the northwest of the country, bordering Afghanistan. The Pakistani Taliban are loosely aligned with the Afghan Taliban. They have escalated their attacks on Pakistani security forces after calling off a ceasefire in November. There have been reports of targeted killings, abductions and demands for ransom Dozens of soldiers have been killed in the past year. Pakistan's National Security Council is holding a meeting on Monday to discuss the worsening security situation in the northwest, among other things.
0: And the weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight. Mainly cloudy, dry with sunny periods and looking ahead, sunny periods in the next few days. Currently 21 degrees Celsius. The humidity 60%. You've got the yellow foreign danger warning in effect. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past one. The government says it will reserve paracetamol supplies for people who can't buy the medicine because of shortages in their communities. The drug has become scarce amid a recent surge in COVID cases. In a statement, the government said it would also reserve supplies for low-income families who can't afford to pay elevated prices and patients in need who can't access public health care services. Health officials have asked the local manufacturers association to appeal to members to increase output of paracetamol to meet anticipated demand. A ban on foreigners buying residential property in Canada has come into effect. The government hopes the temporary two-year restriction will reduce the number of empty or underused properties and make home ownership more affordable for Canadians. Immigrants and permanent residents who don't have Canadian citizenship are exempt from the ban. At his swearing in ceremony, Brazil's new president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, has told Congress he will rebuild the country from the terrible ruins he has inherited from Jair Bolsonaro. He said the policies of the far right leader, who has refused to accept his narrow defeat in October's election, had destroyed the country's health, education, environmental, and cultural infrastructure. O the mandate we have received, faced with adversaries inspired by fascism, will be defended with the powers which the Constitution confers on democracy. To terror and violence, we will respond with the law and its sternest consequences. Under the winds of redemocratization, we said, no more dictatorship. Today, after the terrible challenge we've been through, we must say, democracy always. The body of the former Pope Benedict XVI will lie in state at the Vatican from today. Tens of thousands of people are expected to pay their respects before his funeral on Thursday. Benedict died on New Year's Eve at the age of 95, almost a decade after he stood down because of ill health. The British wing of the Extinction Rebellion environmental group says it'll temporarily halt disruptive protests as its primary tactic. It says it wants to focus on winning over more people to its climate change campaign. Police have arrested hundreds of its activists for blocking traffic, gluing themselves together, and spray painting buildings. Claire Farrell, one of the group's founders, said it now wanted to target the seat of power.
1: We often get a very warm response like we've had online from people when people go and close down, say, a private airfield or they go to the fossil fuel companies or they go to the finance sector. And people often sort of pats on the back for that and say, we like that more. What we're saying to people is if you agreed with our message, but not our methods, and you actually don't mind when we go and take it to power, then come and bring it to power with us.
0: To sports now, and in the English Premier League, Tottenham missed a chance to move back into the top four yesterday after losing 2-0 at home to Aston Villa. The goals came in the second half, scored by Emmy Buendia and Douglas Luiz. The Villa manager Unai Emery said his players worked hard for their win and were happy to do their celebrating at the final whistle rather than on New Year's Eve.
1: Yes, lady really. we, we are in here today in the 1 of January to waste our time and we were spending 31 in December yesterday and today thinking only in our target to win here and uh, above all to show uh, our discipline tactically again top six as uh, Tottenham.
0: Nottingham Forest came from behind to grab a one-all draw against Chelsea. Raheem Sterling put Chelsea ahead with his first goal in nine Premier League games, but Forest really came out fighting in the second half with Serge Aurier volleying home the equaliser from a corner. Forest manager Steve Cooper was asked whether it should have been all three points. Yeah, I think that has to be one of the the, the feelings uh, from the game. You look at the chances in the game. You look at the the second half performance, particularly. We've got to be pleased with the performance. I think we've got to be realistic as well that we're playing against a what is a a year-in-year-old Champions League team, and there's a lot to be, you know, pleased about as well. We'll always want more, and um, you know, we'll move on now to the to the next game. And to end the news, the top stories again. A local business leader calls for an initial quota of between 5,000 and 6,000 people a day when quarantine-free travel to the mainland restarts. An HKU virologist says he doesn't think the reopening of the border will cause further COVID outbreaks here. And an investigation is underway into how a double-decker bus flipped onto its site in Chenquanel yesterday. And that's the news from RTHK. Thanks, Ben. afternoon this is the holiday brew with James Ross through tell Two.
1: Rise shine all around us. So let that wonder take you into space and lay you under. It's love.
0: Good afternoon. It is Holiday Monday. Hope you're enjoying the break and
1: the extended weekend. and Some
0: of our music and chats. If you do want to get in touch, of course, James at rthk.hk. James at rthk.hk. That will find us. Pick out a song or two between now and two, if you like.